Hey, friends, before we get started today, we have something to share with you that we are so excited about. Our good friends, Mike and Kristen Berry from Confessions of an Adoptive Parent, have just released a brand new online course called Trauma Knowledge Masterclass. This course focuses on helping parents understand in a simple way how trauma changes the brain, how to understand and manage behaviors, and how to effectively communicate your child's needs to teachers, therapists, principals, and medical professionals. This course is open for enrollment right now, but it closes very, very soon. It closes June 26th, Wednesday, June 26th at midnight. Now, in addition to the course, Mike and Kristen are also giving away a ton of bonus features. So all you have to do to enroll in this course is go to the Adoption Connection dot com slash masterclass and it will take you right where you need to go and we are so excited that they've created this course because it's been our dream to create something similar and now they've done it for us we believe that this masterclass meets so many of the needs that you guys have told us as a community that you're looking for and so we're super excited and we decided that uh, we believe so much in what mike and kristen are doing that we've agreed to help them promote it so when you sign up through the link that Lisa just gave, theadoptionconnection.com slash masterclass, you will, it's like a win-win. You'll be supporting yourselves to get the help that you need in terms of behavior management and talking to your tribe and the teachers and all the things, but you'll also be supporting our work here at The Adoption Connection. And we have some bonuses as a thank you gift to offer you. So they are access to our travel webinar, which we recorded last summer. That includes the closed caption video, because we know sometimes it's hard to get a quiet moment to listen. Also an MP3 that you could download and take with you on the go and a printable. And then we'll also give you a brand new printable that we haven't even released anywhere yet called the 51 Best Things to Have on Hand to Prevent Meltdowns. This is a crowdsourced resource that has just some amazing, amazing ideas in it. So we are super excited to, again, be partnering with Mike and Krista in this venture to provide you the very best support, uh, make it accessible, as accessible as possible. And we, again, want to thank you with these bonuses. The bonuses from the Adoption Connection, the webinar, and the 51 best things to have on hand to prevent meltdowns are only available if you sign up for Mike and Kristen's course through the Adoption Connection link. So again, you want to go to theadoptionconnection.com slash masterclass. Welcome to the Adoption Connection podcast, where we share resources by and for adoptive and foster moms. I'm Lisa Qualls. And this is Melissa Corkum. Don't worry, we get it and we're here for you. Today is a Mentor Moments episode where we answer a listener question. These episodes give you a chance to join the conversation and guarantee we're providing the most helpful tools and resources for exactly where you are. This week's question is, we've always homeschooled and assumed it would be best for building attachment with our newly adopted children, but it doesn't seem to be working out. What should we do? I have been asked that question a lot because we were a very, um, you know, a homeschooling family. By the time our kids came home, I'd been homeschooling about 16 years, I think. And so it was really part of our whole family life and culture and how we 
did life in addition to how we educated our kids. I assumed that homeschooling would be the very best thing for my newly adopted children because I wanted to keep them close. I wanted to build attachment. I wanted to build connection. And I didn't want them to have academic pressure. I wanted it to be kind of a warm, sweet time. So um, our, our boys were little, but our daughter Calcadon came home at five and a half and our older daughter came home at 10. So when Calcadon came home, I just started homeschooling her together with our youngest daughter by birth, Claire, and I homeschooled them together. Um, academically, it, we did fine, but Calcadon was a very, very traumatized child and her behaviors were extreme. And so we were really struggling getting through every single day. We were struggling to do school. Um, one of my older daughters actually was homeschooled by a friend during that time period because our days were just full of tumult. When we started working with a very, very good therapist, she told me, she said, you know, Lisa, I know you want to homeschool her, but this is the thing. It is so much work for her to learn how to have a mom that when she's with you, all of her energy is going into trying to figure out how to have a mom which is extremely hard for her, and how to be in a family, which is extremely hard for her. And she said, by putting her in school, you'll actually be giving her a break from the hardest work of her life. And she will be in a higher structure. I mean, I was a fairly structured homeschooler, but she'll be in a high structure environment that will feel more familiar, like the orphanage, because there'll be all the children together in a group. They move from one activity to the next all together. And so she will actually be able to rest in that environment and get a break. I think, first of all, it was better for her. Secondly, it was so much better for our other children because they had been living in a very chaotic environment with a lot of raging, screaming, aggression, all kinds of stuff. I remember the first day she went to school. And actually, by the time that Calcutta went to school, our older daughter had come home. And when she found out we homeschooled, she was stunned. She was like, no, mom, I go school. I go school, mom. Because, you know, going to school was a privilege in Ethiopia. And so we ended up deciding to have both girls go to school together. To We started out with a private Christian school. And I just remember them leaving that morning and just the silence in the house and the calm. I looked in my family room and my three youngest children were on the floor playing together, building a train. And I had not seen them play really at all in a very, very long time. And so they got the break that they needed as well. And that was just the beginning of our school journey. Um, since then, we've done all kinds of different things. But Melissa, why don't you talk about your journey with that? Yeah, so our story starts almost identically to yours. We had not been homeschooling as long as you had, but we had been homeschooling and as same thing, assumed that it would be the best environment for our kids when they came home. Our kids were 11, 13, and 14. And so part one of my concerns was that our school system just was not built to handle kids so far outside the bell curve. And it wasn't that they had specific learning disabilities necessarily, but they had not had super consistent education in Ethiopia and they weren't fluent English speakers. And so we do have, you know, ESL programs. They were only going to be you know, working with an ESL teacher, maybe like a half an hour a week. I just felt like, you know, we could catch them up better at home. We had six kids at home by the time all of our older kids came home. And we had our youngest who came home from Korea and was still 
very, very energetic. He was a young boy. I had three or four non-readers, you know, three of them didn't speak English and a daughter who was a lot like Calcadon, who was just very fragile and spent a lot of time needing me. And she had a lot of the same things, aggression and rages. And so I think at one point I was spending 15 hours a week calming her down, sometimes just locked in a room with her for hours. And it just wasn't sustainable. And, but I worried so much because we were so committed to connected parenting that sending her to school would be devastating to our attachment and to her feelings of abandonment. But we had a very wise therapist who said similar, similar things to what Deborah said to you guys in terms of, you know, how much of a break it would be for both sides for her to go to school. You know, my worries about how she would feel by being sent to school, quote unquote, you know, that she had so many negative feelings about our relationship anyway, that we were kind of already at rock bottom. And so that we just needed to do the thing that was going to be best for the whole family. And that, you know, we couldn't constantly cater to, you know, her sense of reality and her sense of belonging just wasn't solid. And so it didn't really matter what we do, what we did. She kind of always felt like we weren't doing enough. So with our older daughter, we also had a situation where she was a lot like Beza, where she felt like being homeschooled was really holding her back. So she was using that as an excuse not to learn from me. And so our therapist said, you just need to let her try out school and then make her own decision. And it kind of took the power struggle out of that, out of our relationship. And so she tried school for like a quarter, maybe um, at the end of a school year, you know, it wasn't everything that she had dreamt it to be. And so she eventually did make a decision to come back home. So since we made the decision to have our two girls go to a private Christian school, we have since then done private school, public school, charter school, homeschool, some online school. We've kind of done it all. And, you know, I'm thankful there have been good things in every single one of those. So currently my kids are all in public school, the four who are still at home. So it's a different, different way of educating for sure, but um, it's been good. And so I think there is a lot of freedom and we just need to make the best decision for each child in our family that we can for that given period of time. If you'd like to submit a question for a future episode, send an email to email at theadoptionconnection.com or leave us a message on our voicemail box. I promise nobody will answer. Um, Leave a message at 208-741-3880. And if you need more personalized help, we offer private coaching. For more information about that, head to our website at www.theadoptionconnection.com forward slash services. The Adoption Connection podcast will be off next week for the 4th of July holiday. We will be back on Tuesday, July 9th with one family's incredible story of perseverance. We hope that you have a fantastic week celebrating with your family and catching up on past episodes. Before you go, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as The Adoption Connection. Thanks so much for listening. We love having you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review over on iTunes. It will help us reach more moms who may be feeling alone. And remember, until next week, you're a good mom doing good work, and we're here for you. The music for the podcast is called New Day and was created by Lee Rosevere.